Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncie Mavasser and broadcasting live from Schlerko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number 1 Israel and Hamas have agreed to extend the truce in the Gaza Strip for two more days. According to a senior Israeli official, under this extension, Hamas will release an additional 10 hostages each day over the next two days. A new group of 11 hostages, all women and children, has already been released by Hamas. All 11 came from the kibbutz near Oz, from which 77 people were abducted, Rahman al-Litzlan. Among those released were a pair of three-year-old twins and their mother. President Joe Biden expressed support for the pause in fighting, stating that efforts will continue until all hostages held by Hamas are released. Two American women abducted on October 7th were not among those released on Monday, November 27th, but there's a possibility of their release on Tuesday, November 28th, or Wednesday, November 29th. The truce extension also includes the potential early release of 50 female Palestinian prisoners, including prominent activist Ahed Tamimi. The Justice Ministry published the list of these names and discussions on sustaining aid flow to Gaza and the future of the region are expected during Secretary of State Antony Blinken's visit to Israel and the Middle East this week. Israel's Defense Minister Yoav Gallant has warned that the military will respond with a stronger force after the truce covering the entire Gaza Strip and eliminating Hamas. Additionally, the Israeli cabinet has approved a 30 billion shekel change in the 2023 state budget to prioritize wartime needs, despite objections about allocations to ultra-Orthodox and West Bank settler priorities. While both Israeli and U.S. officials insisted that the ongoing agreement between Israel and Hamas includes a provision mandating the Red Cross to visit the hostages who remain unreleased by the fourth day of the temporary ceasefire, there have been no reported visits thus far, despite assertions from the Red Cross that it has not confirmed notification of this clause in the truce the humanitarian agency maintains it will conduct visits if both parties consent. Hamas has not publicly acknowledged agreeing to such visits and has a precedent of not permitting the Red Cross to access those it has abducted. When asked about whether the Red Cross has been able to visit the hostages, a spokesperson for the humanitarian agency directs inquiries to previous statements, affirming that their staff would undertake visits if approved by both parties. Number 2 Argentina's newly elected president, Javier Milei, visits the, ho- the oil of the Lubavitcher Rebbe in Queens on Monday morning, November 27th, saying a prayer and thanks for his recent surprising win. Video shared on social media showed him entering the tent at the Rebbe's oil and greeted by onlookers. Milei then visited the Rebbe's oil gravesite accompanied by Rabbi Mendy Katlarski, director of Mercos 302 and Rabbi Shimon Jacobson. Following his recent win, he had declared in the media that he would be making the trip to the Rebbe's oil to say a prayer of thanks. The newly elected president is outspoken about his affinity for the Jewish people and his support for Israel. In past interviews, he said he regularly studies Torah and has once told the story of Queen Esther to make a point during a speech. A recent article claims Mile received the support of influential businessmen such as Eduardo Eslestein and the Slicki family with the assistance of Rabbi Tzvi Grunblatt head shliach of Argentina. According to the article, Mile studies Torah with Rabbi Axel Wanish and wants to convert to Judaism. Last July, he had also visited the Rebbe's oil in Queens, New York. In an interview about the visit, Mile explained how the Rebbe's Fabringens and Shabbos were memorized by a team of rabbis, Chizrim, 
who would transcribe it after Shabbos. He said he had the merit of meeting one of them, referring to Rabbi Shimon Jacobson. Mele has promised that one of his first government measures will be to move the Argentine embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, as President Trump did. Number 3 Iran's navy on Monday, November 27th, added a destroyer capable of launching cruise missiles to its Caspian Sea fleet. State media reported the 1,400-ton Delaman destroyer, named for a town in north of Iran, is 95 meters long, around 312 feet, and 36 feet wide, 11 meters, and is able to launch torpedoes while traveling at 30 knots. The state-owned IRNA news agency said, Delaman can detect more than 100 targets, including vessels, drones, helicopters, submarines, and aircraft simultaneously, said the report. During a ceremony marking the inauguration, Major General Mohammed Hossein Bagheri, Chief of the Armed Forces General Staff, called the Caspian a, quote, sea of peace and friendship, and said Iran's naval power, there will serve peace, security of commercial fleets, confronting terrorists and probable incidents in the future. This is the sixth warship Iran has commissioned in the Caspian Sea, the largest inland body of water in the world, shared by Russia, Azerbaijan, Kazakhstan, Turkmenistan, and Iran. Iran's warships have made occasional visits to Russian and Azerbaijani naval bases in the sea in recent years, but Iran has also criticized Azerbaijan for its close military ties with Israel, which Iran sees as an arch enemy. While Russia is the biggest naval power in the Caspian, Iran has tried to have a naval presence in the sea since the late 1960s and has been adding to its strength since the 1990s. Iran also has three naval bases on the shores of the sea. Thanks for tuning in to the top three segment live on Hako Radio and have a great day.